What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I hate average podcast back with another week, another episode. I'm extremely, extremely excited. I say it every week, but this week I'm extremely excited. We got a very special guest. Had a very fun conversation. We talked about a little bit of everything. But before that, I gotta talk to you guys. Gotta thank you for your continued support. I hate average podcast. Uh, we're really, really moving. I'm starting to see a pickup with the listeners, and I'm excited about that. Trying to stay consistent. Last week, we took a break because everyone was out voting. It was election day. There was so much going on, so much content being passed around on TV and other podcasts talking about the election. So I kind of wanted to give you guys a little break, but we're back this week, and I'm excited. We have a great guest, Alquan. If you guys follow youtube i'm a youtube buff and i like listening to different content a lot of different conversations and alquan speaks you've got to look on his youtube page he talks about a little bit of everything he drops knowledge he cracks jokes but very very fun uh very valuable content on alquan speaks uh youtube page so check him out i'm glad we got him on the show to talk and we talked about a little bit of everything. But mainly we talked about um, the culture, just on um, how to better ourselves, better the people, and uh, things to look out for. Of course, <laughs> if you know Alquan, we had some laughs. We, uh, he is very, very opinionated, so that was a lot of fun having this conversation. So in a couple minutes, we're going to put on our interview with Alquan Speaks. But before that, I want to thank you guys continually for going on the merch site constructiverandomness.com continue to go on i see people are going on not, not a lot of purchases but <laughs> but i'm excited that you guys are going on checking it out constructiverandomness.com pick up some merch they also have some other cool things besides the podcast merch so you can check them out constructiverandomness.com of course you can get a little discount i believe it's 15 or 20 percent off Let's put in the uh, promo code P-O-D and uh, get a little bit off and some holidays are coming. So we got some cool stuff there for the holidays. So thank you guys for the continued support. And here's our conversation with Alquan. Alquan Speaks. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everyone? I Hate Average Podcast back with another week, another episode. Got a very, very, very special guest. Uh. I'm sure everyone that if you watch YouTube or, or if you just see clips on Instagram, we got the man, the myth, the YouTube legend, uh, Alquan Speaks. How you doing, Alquan? Hey, what's going on, brother? Uh, not much, man. Uh, you, you know, you're very, very intriguing. You're very insightful. So I just I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> I just wanted to talk to you because I'm sure you know you you give a lot of information. You ruffle feathers sometimes. So what what got you started with the uh, you know posting content in the first place? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, when I first started YouTube, when it first began, like a lot of people, like the other person. Uh, you know what? I won't say his name. No need to say his name. But he says <laughs> he always brags about being on YouTube for ten years. Okay. So I had a next channel. I had over a million views, and it was a whole bunch of diverse uh, content. And then somebody from the Nation of Islam flagged the channel down. Wow. And at the time, I didn't think make backups of the videos that I put up. Yeah. And I think a lot of people got caught in that trap as well. You know, the channels get flagged down and you lost all the videos because you're thinking, okay, well, it's never going to get taken now, but yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that pissed me off. Uh, and then, you know, I have other, like a lot of people, we have other names on YouTube. And I said, you know what? I was speaking on Talk Real Solutions, TRS. Yeah. And I know that a lot of what they say and do are you familiar with uh talk real solutions i i am yes i am oh, okay so a lot of their tactics when i first came on is to gang up on you and to i guess treat you like you're in the ghetto so <laughs> <laughs> you know i was like okay this is this is fascinating but i love a challenge so i said okay 
And I noticed the more as I went on, people started liking what I was saying and my ideas. And I said, you know what? Okay, at least I know what I had on my mind all this time is resonating with the people. Definitely. But So I said, you know what, let me get my own channel together and then I can speak for myself. It's just like other people who were on there. That's what they did as well. And um, I put the channel up, but I didn't put any content up because I was just going to wait and let it roll. And then I started hosting uh, shows for the Talk Real Solution uh, show, since okay. it was open. At first, I didn't want to take it, like a lot of people. But then I said, you know what, maybe if I did it, I could get my point across. True. And people like the show. Yeah. I, and you know I think I think oh. people sometimes people might say your opinions are kind of uh far fetched, but I think you, you actually say what people are thinking, but people are afraid to say it and you just blurt it out and you, your delivery is so strong. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what gravitates people because people want to say what you're saying, people are thinking it and you just you're bold enough to say it. <laughs> That's how you have to be, because there was a one point in my life I used to be shy and, and stuff, and then once I realized you break out of the shell. Yeah. Just like when you want to get women. You can just stare at them, and you'll never get them, even if they're thinking, I want that guy. Yeah. If you don't talk to them, you're yeah, not going to yeah. get it. It's true. You're absolutely right. <laughs> once you talk to them, say, what's up? You'll be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have one, more than you can handle. It's so, true. The one you think you can't get, you end up getting just because you're talking. <laughs> yep. And everybody else around the way, you know, if they're not talking because they're scared, then they're not getting them. But then they wait for you, and you start talking, and they see you come alive, then they want to come around. That's how we usually work. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I noticed that people like what I had to say. I said, this is good because now it lets me know that with the prime host, and his agenda uh, was or is, you know, people don't like that. People see the uh, contradiction. Yeah. Now, I'm cool with Tyrone, but I have come out and said what I said. Of course. You know, about the age and status and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't take it back. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say something and then, then take it back. He donated to me. Yeah. That's fine. But I'm still not taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. And, and it's, so, good to, it's good to be honest, right? If, if that's how you feel. You shouldn't have to take it back if that's how you really felt. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, Tyrone seems like a good dude, but we know what the deal is. <laughs> I always say 20, I think he even upgraded it to 25 years. Now, I'm not putting Tyrone down in case Tyrone comes across this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, I said it to him, too. When you spend 20, 25 years in the military, that's hardcore dedication. It's programming. That's, oh, yeah. That's you saying, uh, yes, sir. Yes, man. How do you like it, sir? With cream or without cream? All that kind of stuff. That's oh, hardcore. <laughs> yeah. now, I said this to him, too. You know? Yeah. I don't believe it's saying something behind people's back. You know, yeah. I, I'll say it to him directly. You know? yeah. I think that's disrespectful when you do that. Of if you're kind of disrespecting them. You know, but. <laughs> 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 so. You know, I like, I like, I actually like hosting the show. Uh, the people want to challenge you, of course, on that show. Uh, even if you present evidence that is not challengeable, they still yeah. want to challenge you. True. And um, I did get a little upset. I'm not going to lie. I got upset because Tyrone would uh, come, in, come in after every show and say that was the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. Wow. And all that kind of stuff that I'm so like basically after you know, episodes just contradict everything you said. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can understand you want to start arguments, but he didn't tell me that behind the scenes. Yeah. Maybe he told that to other hosts, but he didn't tell it to me. <laughs> so but I, I guess said, you know what you want to stay in good graces with certain people, so I guess he wanna save face, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, part of me was like, Okay, I I I'll tolerate it, but I'll fight back by just doing my thing and proving him wrong. True. But I have proven him wrong on the air as well as others because I like a good debate now. Don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I don't debate anything that I don't know about. That's, that's my number one rule. 
Yeah. We're going to debate paintings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm not even going to say anything. Like, you know, Tyrone, they like debating religion. You know, I always say this. Mm-hmm. People have been arguing about the Bible for the last 2018 years. True. What makes you think it's going to change anybody's mind now? Yeah, So true. I don't even bother. It's yeah. a waste of time. It's true. You could say that God is fake. You could say all that and religion is fake, even if you prove it to people, which people have. Yeah. People are going to still be stuck in their ways. It's hard to do that because everywhere you look, there's a church, uh, there's Christmas, there's yeah. Easter. I mean, you okay. can't escape it. <laughs> so it's a waste it's, of time. Uh, it's true. So as that was going on, I said to myself with the, with the show, I said, maybe I should uh, start putting this on the YouTube and see how the people react. And I started getting a following. It was slow to build, of course. And um, when I put my name in the search engine, excuse me, put my name in the search engine, some Al Quran used to come up all the time. Uh, And people could never find me. (laughs) I couldn't find myself. You know, I'm like, that's not good. (laughs) But then after a while, as the channel gained in popularity and views, then I put Al Quran in. Now Al Quran comes up. So I said, that's good. So I liked it. And I liked the the feedback from most people. And I told people, coon agents, that's that's what I call these people. Because (laughs) if you're an agent for the white man to get you the people, you're automatically a coon. That's why I call them coon agents. The Sarnettas, the Tariq Nasheed. The Umar Johnson. That's right. I said the Umar Johnson. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. I like Umar, man. I like Umar. I, I used to. I used to rock with Umar. I used to say this man is on point. But then one one uh, uh, postponement out of, what, a hundred or a thousand on that school, Yeah. I said, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> come on. So, After, so can, can put it you... like this: If I, if you owe me a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. And I say, hey man, you got that hundred dollars? And you're like, you know what? I'm getting paid in two weeks. Come see me then; I'll have it for you. Yeah. And that two weeks come, then you're like, damn, my boss messed up my money. <laughs> and then the child support came, and they took that. Damn. But I'm gonna hit you next month for real. Next month come, you got another bullshit excuse. Yeah. <laughs> so after a while, you know, come on. This guy, he has the money, that stripper incident. Yeah. I smelled the BS. A lot of other people smelled the BS on that one. Yeah. He, that was an excuse to say, hey, I had a, a, a NBA player who's going to give me a million dollars. Now, oh, she messed it up now. <laughs> she messed it up. Is it possible, like a, a Tariq Nasheed, like a Umar Johnson, even a son that, in, in in your mind, these are your words, not mine, because I, I, I like these dudes. If in your mind, if they're agents, can you be an agent but still speak truth? Uh, well, I'll tell you this. Umar Johnson, to his credit, he does speak a lot of truth. I'll give him that. Hmm. Saw Netter and his uh, motley crew, they speak no truth. Mm. Everything they speak is agent talk. That's why they never let me on. Uh, I don't know if you saw that video uh, that I had when they had a roundtable discussion with Dr. Maat Mm. and Ankh. I came on and Garfield immediately said, hey, get him off. <laughs> I'm like, man. See, if asking questions is that lethal, yeah, then you know somebody's something wrong. It's true. It's that simple. Yeah, it's true. You know, that's why you, you ask me anything. I mean, at <laughs> least if you ask somebody a question, at least answer something. You know, there's some people who give can uh, BS answers that sound smart and sound like they answered the question, but at the end of the day, you're scratching your head. You're like, yeah, I don't think he answered the question, yeah. but it sounded good, you know? He said something. He <laughs> at said least something. do that. He didn't say you something. Know? 
Don't say, get him off. We know what you're all about. Why don't so, you tell the people what I'm about? <laughs> I'm about busting their stuff. That's what I'm about. So, so who should we look to anyone? Should we t- look to leaders? If, if the leaders that we are gravitating to are, you're saying our agents and leading us astray, should we follow leaders or should we just find our own truth? See, that's the thing. You know, you have people who are trying to say, be your own leader. Mm. Uh, be your own, some people even say, be your own God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if everybody was meant to lead, nobody would be the president. Yeah. Nobody would be the CEO. Nobody would be the general. People, there are two general types of leaders. Those who influence the people and those who take power. Yeah. By any means necessary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, True. that's all means. True. Uh, so leaders, the problem with the black, I won't say community, the black group, mm-hmm. is that you have so many appointed leaders by the white man and people who come out of nowhere acting as if they are the black leader, like Umar Johnson, Tariq Nashi. He's got, now Tariq Nashi, he says, I am not a leader. But every video, he's like, we need to stop doing this. We need to start doing that. Yeah. And we definitely need to donate to me. That, that's oh, number one. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> now you know, you know that's for real. Every video. Yeah. Tell you something. Yeah. You know. But but he does, he does credit. he does produce uh, great uh, DVDs. So the, the I don't know we're in twenty eighteen. Going on uh, 19. He, he's got a Hidden Colors, what is it, 5 coming out? Yeah, yeah. Um, how come we're still not on Blu-ray? Oh. I mean, Blu-ray. <laughs> I mean, come on. DVD, and, and you go on Amazon, do you see the prices on those oh, things? Oh, man. It's outrageous. <laughs> I can see it Blu-ray, at least, but this DVD. Well, I mean, it, come it, on. He was, it's independent. He says it's independent. That's right. Hey man, <laughs> doesn't matter if it's independent or not, man. Blu-ray is the standard. I mean, and on top of that, he should even be doing 4K. But, I mean, come on. What do we need another Hidden Colors for anyway? I might make it Hidden Colors. Uh-huh. Talking about his Hidden Colors, you know? <laughs> That's the Hidden Colors he needs to bring out. Um... How come his sister is married to a so-called white, so-called Latino? Wow. How come he never talks about that? True. How come he's telling black people to watch out for foreigners and, you know, taking other people's talking points? Yeah. Watch out for foreigners. But yet, I heard that his wife's mother is uh, some type of Spanish uh, type person. Yeah. Come on now. (laughs) This guy is a big time hypocrite. Yeah. And he keeps talking about race mixing this, race mixing that. You got to stop doing that. You got to stop uh, cooning. But yet, he's doing all these things. That's true. That's why people like him, he, he makes sure to say, I'm not a leader. That's to cover <laughs> his butt. But when you're trying to give people orders like you're a leader, and that's what, the same thing with Umar Johnson. He always says, what we need to do, we need to form this, we need to form that, and we need to stop voting. That's what we need to do. <laughs> and come on. How are you going to be given orders when you have no army? Yeah, exactly. Now, Umar has a lot of followers and supporters even after his fiascos and not being able to produce anything. Yeah. Last I heard, he's in uh, the UK trying to swindle them. That's the last oh, I heard. Oh, man. But, <laughs> but, but, but for what, I, what, what drew me to Umar, when he speaks about... Uh, educating our own children that that is kind of that's kind of true kind of got to take uh take education out of the hands of uh of the government per se that's true uh but i think you should still go to a formal uh school but if he can open up a school see i want to check that <laughs> to me that that would be a good thing if he can do it true you know but you gotta but, do it yeah I mean, because 
you can still, I think black people should still go to a formal uh, school of this country because you see East Indians, Asians, they're able to do it. But I think the key to a lot of it is they go to private schools. Mm. That's number one. And that looks good on your resume later on in life. You went to a private school, people are impressed. People think, okay, even if you, you don't even have to be a millionaire to go to a decent private school. Nah. Truth be told, you can make, uh, I know it's hard for a lot of black people, but you, if you make a couple hundred thousand a year, yeah. you send your kids to a good private school. I'm talking, you know, elementary school, high school, and all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff, those people learn something different than what you learn in public school. Yeah. You know, and I, I've spoken to some students because, uh, you know, I came across some and I said, you know what? You're going to a fancy school. What do they teach you? The girl said, they teach me how to deal with society and interact with the world. Mm. And I said, oh, I said, so do they teach you how to avoid the less fortunate as well? Probably and she so. said, they teach us how to maneuver in different realms of society. Wow. And I said, okay, so eventually uh, what, what you're trying to say is, is they teach you how to avoid the poor. Basically. And she said, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you keep playing with them and BSing them, you know, the way the, the black leaders talk. Keep yeah. hope alive, all that kind of stuff. They don't help you. <laughs> but they keep trying to talk to you like they're trying to help you, but they're not really helping you. So, and that's what Umar Johnson, if he would have had that school, First of all, I told this guy, and I know he listens to me because they said he was on TRS before. Yeah. So I said this, man, if you would have opened a school of some kind and get it going, he would get more than his $750,000 donations. Of course. Bill fat. So if he wants the money that bad, that's what I can't understand. How come you're not opening something? Yeah. The Son of Man. I, I don't know. Did you see that show I had with the Son of Man on there when I was on TRS? No, I didn't see that one. Yeah, that's a good one to uh, check out. He has it on his channel, too. Um, but he, I interviewed him for a reason because I wanted the, the people to listen and understand what Umar Johnson could do mm. with the money that he has. Son of Man. He only had $100,000. Okay. And what did he do? He had labor was free because his followers and himself, they did all the work. Yeah. But still, $100,000, he built a school, built, not bought, built a school from the ground up. Wow. High tech, has all the high tech gadgets. Yeah, the architecture, the construction is not the most expensive, but it's still nice looking, especially on the inside. And not it's nice his. on the outside, but it's not bad. Yeah. And that's right, it's his. Uh, but I did ask him a question that kind of intrigued me. I didn't go further. Usually I go deep in, but <laughs> <laughs> I said I'll leave it alone on this one. Yeah. But I asked him, I said, are you charging tuition? And he said, no, our kids get educated for free. Mm. I said, damn. <laughs> I said, well, how do you uh, make a profit, make money? And he, he didn't go deep into it, so I left it alone. Yeah. But I just thought that was pretty weird. But yeah, it's, it's very hey, weird. Hey, it, it works. True. <laughs> it's true. I don't I'm, know how it's going to work, but I, I, it works. It works. I'm afraid of how they're making their money. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, if Umar, he claims to have 750000 and you know, his figures keep changing. Yeah. But. I calculate the labor because usually the labor is like at least four times of what the investment is for the materials. Of course, yeah. If he spent four hundred thousand, he can build a school instead of keep acting like he's looking for a school across the nation. Come on, <laughs> and he went to Detroit. Yeah, come on, that Detroit is the place where property is dirt cheap. Yeah, it was selling houses for two hundred dollars in Detroit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, he could have bought up a whole bunch of buildings and turned it into a school. The man is bullshit, just yeah. flat out. You know, because <laughs> I said it when I was on TRS. They said he heard me. I think I said it in 2016 on there. I said it. I'm gonna get 
this is when I was still in his corner. I was giving the man the benefit of the doubt. I said, this man doesn't build a school by the end. I think I said, I said 2017. Yeah. I said, this man's full of shit. That's what I said. <laughs> and he came, he declared he's getting one at the end of 18. Still didn't get it. Or, or, yeah. Um, then he postpones that again to early 19 now. <laughs> I mean, how many times do you have to keep falling for it? <laughs> I mean, come on. The to... man hasn't done anything yet, though. That's the that's the cheap thing. He hasn't done anything. Yeah. We've seen him on video. We've seen him in events and stunts, controversies. But what has he done? Mm. Nothing. And that and that's that's a good way to judge leaders because there's a lot of people who are giving advice and a lot of people who are dropping knowledge, but they're not really doing things for the people. That's right. And they're not, none of them are doing it. Farrakhan has the uh, apparatus and, and what it takes to do something, but he hasn't done anything. Well, he, <laughs> and he doesn't a, plan on doing anything. Well, he he's uh, providing mentorship for men. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. That's well, something. I mean, hey, man. If you need a mentorship from a, a guy like that and a guy who helped kill a, a brilliant man uh, in front of his own children, uh, then, uh, hey. <laughs> um, so but the black church, they have the money? Oh, Nothing. Yeah. I, I, I mean, think that could, what the black church could solve everything for the, the black, like you said, don't want to say black community, but they could solve everything for the black um, group is... Just one sun, one Monday after church, on Sunday, no black churches put anything inside of a, a white bank. It'll it'll shut the stock market down. The things will have to change instantly because banks count on church funds. Yep. You know what I say? Also, I say for at least two weeks, if not a month. I know it probably collapse a lot of them. Yeah. But black people shouldn't go to church and give them a dime. Mm. Then see how they react. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, Those it, people are raised hell. The, the, the whole country would change. The, the whole country would change. <laughs> so, yeah, because leaders, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, because so called black leaders are appointed by others. And then self-appointed. So you can kind of tell who's appointed by others and the amount of press that they get. Mm. Because we don't own the press. When you try to call an a interview for the media and you call all your local media and say, hey, Channel 7, 4, all you come out, I got something to say. Then and I'll be like, oh, okay. All right. Meet, uh, the, the interview's at 1 o'clock. Are you there? You're waiting around. Oh, uh, they ain't come. <laughs> but every time I call the interview, they come. True. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, they come. <laughs> now, if these people are so hated, why yeah. does the media cover these guys? It's true. That's you a know? very valid point. So, what was some, what was you thinking this past election season? Because there's been a lot of. Um, Blacks running for different offices, and, and you see black celebrities pushing people to vote. So, what what was your thoughts on that? Do you think that uh, it was a good thing for black people for the community to to push each other to vote, or where you think it was more uh, games? Oh yeah, it's more games. Like I always say, <laughs> why are they always worried about black Americans in our voting? How mm. come they never emphasize Asians? Uh, <laughs> immigrants, uh, any other type of group, but it's always the black American in the vote. You notice, and I've said this before, the uh, immigrant groups like the Indians and the Asian types, so-called Arabs, they have money, a whole lot of it. So they don't give a damn about the vote. <laughs> they, they control the politics. But they want to keep trying to tell us the vote because if you vote, that's your hope. Yeah. We have to keep hoping a politician does something. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Obama, people got duped. I didn't fall for it. See, yeah. I tell you, let me tell you when I first started uh, noticing politics and the BS. 
Mm-hmm. This is before I even heard of an Illuminati and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I suspected that something in the background was controlling and pimping people. Because yeah. every president that ever stepped in the White House always said and did the same thing. That includes Donald Trump, who people think he's a renegade. Nah, I mean, it's all the same. It's all the same. Yeah, how come America's enemies are still America's enemies when Donald Trump comes into the White House? How come they don't change? You know, <laughs> because it's all a game. Yeah. And I noticed this with Bill Clinton. I started, because number one, I was like, man, who's this guy, Bill Clinton? I said, that's a weird name for a president, uh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> so I'm like, this guy's weird. They had us believing that this guy came out of nowhere. Then I found out he was at the board of uh, all the governors. He was the, uh, the head of that. Yeah. I was like, oh. They didn't say that when he was running. I said, oh, man, this is how they do it. Yeah. It made it seem like he was so, just like a fresh face. <laughs> yeah, just like they did with Obama. True. You know? And Bill Clinton, what really got me, too, was when they showed the footage of Bill Clinton shaking hands with JFK mm. as a teenager. I said, now, what in the hell are the odds of that happening? Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's just like Lyndon Johnson. They showed footage of him. I think he was shaking hands with uh, Roosevelt or somebody. And then later on, he becomes president. I said, come on. Yeah, come on. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I said something's not right. Then you add to that that we only have two parties to choose from. Yeah. And it just so happens to be red or green, yeah. blood or crypt. You know, <laughs> Walmart or Target. Red and green, red and green, you know. I'm like, come on, man. And people still fall for it. It's the same old routine. Yeah. President gets elected. He's supposed to do what he's supposed to do. Then the other party objects, and then they win the midterm. And then the next president, he might repeat, or they get a new one. And then uh, they win the House, or the other party controls the House. And they flip-flop back and forth over and over and over again, and that's how they stall and BS and confuse people and act like everybody's arguing. If there are only two parties, how are people arguing? It's true. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's true. And in this country, it's free. You should have a lot of parties, like they used to have. Yeah. But the, and even I, I went to vote, and... and and even you see, they do have maybe like three parties, like the Green Party or Independent Party, but the same candidates is on is on those is in on those parties. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, uh, libertarian, all that kind of craziness. Yeah. Uh, what's that? The families uh thing. Yeah, but it got the same so, names. It got the same the same candidates, the same people. And a lot of guys <laughs> still don't win. You know that's that's designed. To just get extra votes because yeah. they can do that, <laughs> but a lot of them still don't want to see. That's the problem nowadays. You can't even vote on mayor. You can't even vote on governor and expect your vote to count. You know, you take a guy like a Mario Cuomo. You know, come on, his father was governor, and when he uh, was so-called running, yeah. he was running up against a bunch of uh, clowns, to say yeah. the least. True. Remember that uh, the rent the rent is too high, guy. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Is this guy really trying to run for governor? Come on, yeah. let's get real. Yeah, it's, it's a then, joke. Yeah, and, and see, they, this is that's a classic uh, political trick. Well, that's the same thing they did to get Obama in office yeah. and Cory Booker, yeah. and and that was to have what people call shill candidates, people designed to lose, mm. just like those boxers designed to lose. Mm. They come in, look stupid, say something stupid, and then they make the chosen man look good and look sensible. Yeah. Then the people say, hey, he's the only one that looks sane. I might as well vote for him. It's true. You know? Well, and, like this year they had... Mark, uh, yeah. They had Cuomo, Cuomo against Sex in the City, girl. That's sex in... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's craziness. <laughs> then my man... Builds a new Tap Hands Bridge. It's been known as the Tap Hands Bridge, I think, for almost 100 years, <laughs> or at least 50, 60 years. And then my man's going to change it and name it after his father. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, it's all. I games. mean, 
in the whole, he's the governor of all New York State. I'm sure someplace in upstate, far western New York, he could have named something after his father, if there isn't something named after Mario Cuomo already. I mean, come on. That, that's like, uh, now it's called the Mario Cuomo Bridge. That's yeah. like, let's say 30 years from now, somebody says, you know what, I don't like that name. I'm going to call it uh, the New York Yankee uh, Bridge, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. how, how does that make the Cuomo family feel? That'll, that'll be like, damn, man, that was our bridge, our namesake. Yeah. Ain't going to go and change the name. That's the way you feel with the uh, tap and I mean, it's come true. on. Just, he can do it because he's the governor, but, I mean, the next governor, they might uh, change, change that it. around. Obviously, they have him back in there because, you know, it's all a game. All the game, so you know. What do you what do you think is the end goal? Do you think that these games is just to distract people, or do you think that they actually have an end goal? Like they're trying to trying to. uh... Well, the end goal is globalism, the the new world order Hmm. under Jews, of course. So, Uh, what's the the goal for, for? What's the goal for the agents then? If, if I'm, I'm using your oh, word, the goal for I, the agents is simply to get paid. That's their goal. So they just out for self. They just out. Yeah. <laughs> and a little fame at the same time, you know, because that's what they get out of it. Stroke their ego. The agents, they don't know the full story. They just know to play their part. Mm. Because um, one thing I keep wondering, you know, with all the Mexicans they keep putting all over the uh, northern U.S. And I remember they kept talking about, I think this was around 15 years ago, they said by 2050, Hispanics will become the largest uh, group in the country. Yeah. And then they revised that to around 2030. Mm. And that's after we started seeing Mexicans everywhere we turned. And I thought that's pretty weird. And I also remember something that was similar to that. It said the browning of America. I saw that. Which meant mixing and the so-called Latino. And I keep asking myself, how can they keep bringing them here when they have their own countries? I, I, I don't get that. But then I also think of what nobody else thinks about. How often do we keep seeing and hearing the British? It's like British are on every TV show. It's true. I mean, you got that fat guy with his uh, singing in the car. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's he doing with the TV show in the United States? I bet you if you go to the United Kingdom, you won't find one American with the TV show. You'll find them on their TV shows because they're uh, celebrities, international but a, celebrities. Yeah, but it won't be a British TV show. Right. Yeah. So I think that we have to understand what's going on. And I'm trying to think maybe it's designed to eventually piss white people off. And then maybe the British swoop in and say, we're white. We're coming here to set America straight again. You can trust us. Because the British are masters of taking people's land. Of course. And like I always say, the United States is so powerful, you can only take it from within. You can't take it from the outside. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I think. Uh, use I'm sorry. Now, I was saying... It seems like it's becoming like an uproar. You can see like like uh like white people are becoming they're I guess becoming afraid of the browning of, of the world. So they just, so it seems like there's an uproar. I can see how they would just fall in line with the British coming over here and, and letting them uh take over everything. Yeah, because we've been getting used to hearing their accents all the time. <laughs> then you got that royal wedding uh, oh, between man. uh people love so that. black Yeah. So that's how you uh, get the union going, especially uh, when the babies start coming. Oh, that British-American union. (laughs) Come on. See, that's the thing. You never forget that the British are slick. They didn't get their empire from not knowing how to take people's countries down. And the U.S. was a renegade colony of the British. Of course. You know? It's true. So, and they never forget. They never forget. Yeah. Every time Fourth of July comes, they yeah. never forget. Now, starting to get to the point where 
you think back to 1776 and you see what the hell is happening now with British everywhere in the United States. Yeah. I'm sure the people who had the revolution would be saying to themselves, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, what the hell is going on? You know? Yeah. It's like, what's the point of the revolution? <laughs> it's true. So one one other thing before I, before I let you go, one other uh, subject I seen you tackling. You you go you go hard with a lot of things, but another subject I seen you tackling was um blacks in in front office in sports like coaching and GM jobs. So what what's what's your thoughts now? Do you do you think things are getting better or do you think that uh they still kind of just <laughs> want you to play and and get out of the league? They don't want you to be a GM and a coach. Yeah. Yeah, and I want you to be a GM. I mean, Lewis Riddick, he went up for the GM of the Giants, I believe. He's well-spoken. Matter of fact, he has excellent timing on TV. Excellent timing. Yeah. My man can come up with the deep thought and the excitement just like that. It's like it was the first, but it wasn't. Yeah. And uh, I know that doesn't make a GM, but he's well-spoken. He has football knowledge, great football knowledge. I didn't even realize he was a player until a few days ago, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was like, damn, I know he played. He didn't look like he had the Bills, yeah. but he played. And um, they won't make him a GM. Black guys won't become a GM, but a lot of Jews apparently are GMs. Mm. And, and I find that pretty interesting. Mm. And um, you look at Hugh Jackson, he got fired, which is not really unexpected, but I guess the yeah, timing yeah, yeah. of it was. And um, so if Baker Mayfield turns into somebody, which I believe out of all the quarterbacks uh, that were drafted in his class, excuse me, they hiked up a whole lot of them, especially Sam Darnold on the Jets. Yeah. Now he's hurt. I didn't see anything from Sam Darnold that got me excited. You don't to think me, so? You don't think he got a little arm nah. I didn't see anything that says this man is the future of somebody's team. I didn't see that. I saw Teddy Bridgewater. The Jets had him yeah. in their hand. Then they let him go. Now, you know, the Jets are like the Browns when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah, just rotating <laughs> just all the time. The yeah. <laughs> so, now Darnold is hurt. Now, Josh McCown. Matter of fact, I believe last season the Jets probably could have gone, they could have won 12 games easy and gone deep in the playoffs. But I think once they started getting good, somebody came to them and said, start losing. Because I saw too many games last season that they should easily won. But then all of a sudden they started messing up. I said, nah. And then they said, Sam Darnold was their man. That's the one they wanted. (laughs) And they got him. I don't see anything from him. The best quarterbacks of the class, to me, from what I've seen now, and what I see is potential, it is Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns. Then when you combine that, the fact that Hugh Jackson got let go, what do you see? It's like Lovey Smith and the Buccaneers. It's like Jim Caldwell and the Lions. Mm. Just as teams are on the uh, cusp of uh, becoming good, they let the black guys who uh, turned it into something and turned it around, they let them go and bring in a white guy to get the glory. Same you thing should. with uh, uh, no, I can't believe I forget my man's name. Uh, Steve Kerr with the Golden State Warriors. Oh yeah, yeah. Mark Jackson, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and now Steve Kerr is seen as a great coach. Luke Walton gets a job because uh, <laughs> he steps in for Steve Kerr. <laughs> I mean, a, a brick wall could have coached the uh, Golden State Warriors to a flawless victory. It's true. And the truth be told, you look who's not getting the job. Mike Brown. Well, Mike, Brown is, Mike Brown is not a good coach. I, he, he failed a couple of times. I can't. <laughs> well, I mean, he failed to win, but, I mean, a lot of people failed to win with LeBron James. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. When he had the uh, Golden State Warriors and he coached while Kerr was out, you know, notice how Kerr got uh, well just in time to take yeah. the glory. Yeah, for the finals. Knew Mike, if Mike Brown on that, <laughs> that That's might true. be Mike Brown's job. That's true. <laughs> but Mike Brown, he had different players in the lineup, and he had different teams because his main defense, and he had them looking invincible. Dude. In those playoffs, 
Only when Steve Kerr came back did they lose a the game. Yeah. Under Mike Brown, they looked invincible, unstoppable. It's true. But Mike Brown can't get the job. Steve Kerr gets the glory. And it's all about the money. It's all about the perception of white leadership and not black leadership. Mm. So it's the same thing in football. Look at uh, the Lions. Everybody kept saying Jim Caldwell has to go because he was only able to beat teams with losing records. Yeah. That's, I admit, that's something to pay attention to. But if he was able to get you in the playoffs, we're talking about a pitiful franchise, the Detroit Lions. Pitiful. Ever yeah. since I can remember, even yeah. with Barry Sanders days, yeah. they were pitiful. <laughs> <laughs> so for him to take that team and make them a contender, remember, it was the Packers and Cowboys that stopped these uh, Lions from going further. So yeah. he came in and made them contenders. Then they're quick to get rid of the black coaches. He just can't take them further at that particular time. So they think, okay, let's go grab some guy, some guy from the Patriots. And yeah. maybe he'll bring some of that Patriots magic over here to Detroit. Nah. He sucks. Patriots <laughs> magic. Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you, they, do you see a you change? You see that right now. Do you see things What's changing? Up in your room? Matthew Stafford is looking horrible. Yeah, now he's bad. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you'll have your token here and there. I mean, what, you have my man Ozzy Newsome, uh, but they got rid of him. Yeah, he's <laughs> out. And look at the state of the uh, Ravens now. <laughs> <laughs> but they so, got they got a good that a good black quarterback. They just don't play him. Uh, that guy Lamar. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And that's another problem. See, they do that with the black quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you come in, uh, play the role of a running back, play the role of a receiver, anything but the damn quarterback. Man. And I'm like, they don't do that with white guys. Yeah. Put yourself in a yeah. position to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, why do they have to keep on playing different positions and when they're supposed to be a quarterback? Yeah. But other guys, you don't see Tom Brady playing wide receiver, running back. Not running back. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I, I think they're probably just using Lamar Jackson to get under Flacco. Uh, but they say his contract is about to be up, and they're not going to pay him that kind of money anymore. Okay. So we'll see if they use Lamar Jackson or not. But another thing, too, you look at um, Patrick Mahomes. Now, some people might argue whether he's a black man or not, but yeah. <laughs> his, his father is black, at least. And. The commentators treat him like he's black because he's, I'm telling you, if there was ever a quarterback that could be rated perfect, that's Patrick Mahomes right now. Yeah. I mean, my man is rocking the house. There ain't no doubt about that. Of course. Now, what they do when it's Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, they say the genius of Tom Brady, the skill of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And when Aaron Rodgers and the Packers can't win, then they say the Packers have failed Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> when Brady can't get it done, which is pretty rare, then they say, oh, it's every other player but Brady. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but when Patrick Mahomes is doing his thing, then they say it's not because of Patrick Mahomes and his skill. It's because Andy Reid knows how to pick and develop quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they can't give it up to the black man because right. that's the number one position yeah. they're threatened by. They don't want yeah. a black man to come in and take over and change the game. That's what Michael Vick, that was his role. Yeah. He came in and changed the game of, of quarterback. Then they sent him to prison. Was it three years? Yeah. And right. I mean, he really shouldn't have gone to prison over that. Not over but, no dogs, but... Yeah, nobody else would have. Yeah. And so many attorneys on TV said that too. Nobody would have been gone, uh, in prison for that. But they did it for a different reason. They wanted to stop my man slow. Sure. And they did. But then he came back with Philly, almost took him to a Super Bowl, and he looked spectacular doing it. 
because he was another guy. They used to say he can only do something with his legs. And you, and you look at that when you watch when you watch the NFL. Pay attention how when the quarterback is black, they always say, "Oh, he's doing it with his legs." They don't like to give him the credit for being a great pocket passer. Of course, they say, "Oh, he's doing it with his legs." Patrick Mahomes, oh, he can do it with his legs, but come on. You know, the main <laughs> thing with Mahomes is my man's arm. I mean, come yeah. on. Now he's, and, he's spectacular, that guy's. Oh, yeah. What they say, they say, oh, he runs out of the pocket, and he's at his best when he's running out of the pocket. You know, again, reference to his legs. Yeah, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> and one, one thing I noticed in the NFL is, they're very, very uh, strict on roughing the passer for every quarterback except for Cam Newton. That guy gets <laughs> he gets almost killed every game, but they don't get they don't uh, get called for roughing the passer. That's crazy. <laughs> Even though Cam Newton is a big dude, I think he's what is he six six or something like that. Yeah, he is. But still, he's still a quarterback. You got to protect him. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Vick had that problem too. Yeah. That's probably that's part of the reason he got out of the league because he just. Couldn't take it anymore, but he's a smaller guy. But I mean, that's what they do. But Cam Newton is Cam Newton right now. The Panthers are looking pretty good right now. Yeah. And I know you might. Some people may not like what I'm about to say. But uh, <laughs> oh man, Ron Rivera. I mean, the truth be told, my man probably would have been out of the league if he wouldn't have been Latino. But they keep trying to push these Latinos in the NFL. So. <laughs> I'm being honest with you. I know my man used to play Jack yeah. Del Rio. Yeah. You know, even though he's blonde hair, green or blue eyed, looking like a white guy, he's still a Latino. Of course. Like my man got fired. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jack Del Rio, he was actually doing good for the Raiders. And now you see John Gruden. <laughs> oh, man. That was a big. <laughs> and you see the contract they gave him? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. John Gruden. See, he, he's smart at manipulating people and getting that money. Yeah. So no matter what, even if he frustrates the hell out of these people, and the Raiders <laughs> say, man, fuck, fuck this, you out of here. He says, I don't care. I'm getting, getting paid. That, ain't getting that money. <laughs> so if I'm the Raiders, you got to work the man. To me, you got to work the man for at least five years. At yeah. least. True. Now, now, there's a clause in the contract that says if John Gruden uh, decides to quit, as opposed to getting uh, fired, then he doesn't get paid the remainder of the contract, then okay, then that's that's an escape clause yeah. for the team. Just working, but, yeah. but suppose my man doesn't quit, if that is in the contract and he doesn't quit in the uh, every season, it's just as it is now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to force them to fire him. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I think the team quit on uh, John Cruden. He shouldn't have given away Khalil Mack. Now the Chicago Bears are looking strong. Yeah. So, I mean, Jude Gruden, I never, speaking of that, that's another part of the discussion that you brought up because now people are starting to see people were giving him the benefit of the doubt when he's with the Buccaneers. Now people are definitely saying that was Tony Dungy's team. Of course, yeah. Of course. And Tony Dungy, he didn't get the credit for it. Yeah. They got him out right just in time to get Gruden in and win that, that Super Bowl. Yeah, just like Steve Kerr. Mark Jackson. Yeah. Sitting, uh, he can't even get a coaching job? Yeah, sure. Lovey Smith. They fired him. He took him to a Super Bowl with no offense. Yeah. And if uh, Rex Grossman would have been playing his A game, they would have won that Super Bowl. Because you, if you remember, Rex Grossman, sometimes my man went off sometimes, yeah. you know? Sometimes. <laughs> Not all the time, sometimes. But sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, Chicago, they, they were holding Peyton Manning down if they just had a little bit of offense. <laughs> Peyton Manning wasn't even had that Super Bowl. Yeah. So, but Lovey Smith, if he had been a white coach that took him to a Super Bowl, my man would have had, look at Sean Payton. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, true. look how long of a leash he's had. Oh, look at One the uh, the Ravens coach. The Ravens coach is in that great uh, Harbaugh. He's not that great, but they. I, I, I'll give him some credit though. He, 
out of all the coaches that only had one Super Bowl and it's been a while ago now, he always keeps the Ravens in the mix and they're always a dangerous team. Once they get in the playoffs, anything can happen with them. So I, I'll give them that credit. If you they, look at my, I'm sorry. No, I said if they get into the playoffs, they're dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they are, though. They get, they get teams nervous. You know, last year, uh, they were happy. Teams were happy, especially the Patriots, that the uh, Bengals knocked them out. Yeah. Because if the Ravens would have gotten in, that would have shaken things up a bit. <laughs> but um, Mike McCarthy won Super Bowl, what is it, almost 10 years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> he still has a job because, see, the white, co- the white coaches, they get the benefit of the doubt, and they get to say, okay, well, they got us there one time. Maybe they can get us there again. But the black coach, oh, you got us there already uh, two years later. Oh, you can't get us there again? You're fired. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but we know what it's all about. People don't want to say what it's all about, especially oh. people on TV. Because you know how it is, those cozy jobs, you know, they don't want to lose that. <laughs> so, how long you think uh, Ty Bowles is going gonna, is gonna to get? Well, if Sam Darnold gets better, I think he's going to be out of here. A lot of times you can <laughs> kind of tell when the, uh, the reason why I say that is because that means the Jets will start having success. Yeah, and then, they then somebody else got quarterback. It. And, yeah. and when you start listening to the radio and they start talking that talk, then that's when you know it's about to come. Yeah. Just like right now, they're talking that talk about Eli Manning is going to be bitch pretty soon. Because yeah. <laughs> they said Pat Shermer uh, had a talk with Eli to tell him that he's going to be the starter for the next game. And they're saying, well, if he had to tell him that, that must mean <laughs> that he's probably going to tell him. He's just preparing his mind to tell him, hey, you're going to have to sit down. <laughs> Which yeah. sounds like it's true. Yeah, it's about time. He he had a good run. Eli got his two Super Bowls. He had a good run. Yeah, they should have sat him down a long time ago. McAdoo, now that's a white coach, but I feel bad for him because my man made the right decision at the right time. But yeah. the media hated on him, and now they made it look like he made a bad decision, but now they see he made the right decision. Of course. But he's unemployed. <laughs> that's the price he gets for making a right football decision <laughs> I mean come on but he was going against the Manning dynasties he got himself in trouble yeah I mean it's crazy because to me Eli Manning isn't owed any type of respect or loyalty uh, as a player or when it comes to his feelings yeah. because he should be treated like any other player if you're if it's over with it's over with. It's true. Tom Brady, Robert Kraft said the right thing. He said Tom Brady deserves to retire and go out however he wants to. Because mm-hmm. Tom Brady, unlike Eli Manning, see the Giants, they won Super Bowls before Eli Manning. But the Patriots before Tom Brady, yeah. oh no, no. They never yeah. won before him. Yeah, it was a joke. All, yeah, the bulk of their Super Bowl appearances came from Tom Brady, all of their Super Bowl wins came from Tom Brady. When he retires, <laughs> he would have been responsible for at least 98% of the entire history of the Patriots franchise, their success. All Tom Brady. Yeah. They should name the stadium after him when he retires. So I got to yeah. tell you that. It's Tom Brady Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> they probably I will. Mean, I'm on. sure they will. So what, what's 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 some? Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, you can go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. no I was just saying. Uh, you... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, what, what's some of the the issues or topics that you could see yourself uh, speaking about within the next couple of weeks? Because I see you you're constantly uh, posting and putting out stuff. So, what's some of the things that's been on your mind, like the, that you could see yourself talking about over the next couple of weeks? Okay, even though I, I spoke about this before, but some, I don't want to say their names. Some of these guys, I mean, you can look at some of the videos and see who I had uh, a clash with, the big payback on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these guys are getting on my nerves. <laughs> and, and people like them. These, these fake black power guys who want to cause fake beasts to create controversy, hoping to get YouTube hits. 
and uh, AdSense money. I mean, <laughs> it's really annoying. And, and on top of that, they seem to copy what I say verbatim. That's right. Uh, now she did that too. Uh, and I hate that. It's like, okay, why don't you, if you really have something to say, say it. That's why I started doing my thing because I had something to say and I wanted it to be heard and for people to think about what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, don't just come out copying this man, that man, and the other man and, uh, you know, thinking everything is a joke because when it comes to this black, I don't want to say liberation because that's a uh, cliche, but <laughs> let's just say gaining black respect. A lot of us take it seriously. Of course. You know? Yeah, of course. And these guys, these are pranksters, jokers, grown men, 40-something years old, up to 57 years old, playing games like teenagers. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's just unreal. Yeah. These people are getting on my nerves. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start talking about. We got to do something to shut these kind of people down. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to expose the Sarnettas and all these type of people because uh, yeah. they're... These are the coons. These are the people who retard black progress mm. because it's all a joke and a game to these people. So what's some of the, I just want to know what's some of the feedback you get um, from, from women. Cause I know a lot of, a lot of guys that, that listen to you What's some of the feedback. And I got to shout out uh, my man, Kev X brother, Kev X. Cause he, uh, he, he got the connection with us. But uh, what's what's some of the feedback uh, that you you get from women? I, I get positive feedback from the women. Uh, even a few women had donated to me as well. Okay. So, you know, uh, you know, I tell it like it is with the women. I, I see what I don't do is like people do on the TRS show, which is baby women. I don't talk down on them. I don't call them bees and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, I will call women hoes if it fits. <laughs> I won't call them bees. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I get I get positive feedback from women. Women respect me, you know. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. And do you think that nowadays um it's kind of like taboo to to correct women? Like, you know, a woman, it's a lot of things that I see in mainstream media or just on the news in general where I see women um taking wrong action or having the wrong thought process, but you kind of, you kind of get in trouble for speaking on it. Do you feel that? Or you just, uh, you just go for it. Me, I, I just freestyle, but I always respect people in general, except for cool agents. Those yeah. kind of people I don't respect at all, male or female. <laughs> but I think the agenda lately is to promote women. Like in the, the elections, you, you know, I'm one of those first people that's going to say, yeah, a lot of this stuff was fixed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of course, of course. And then you look at the movies, whether it's Star Wars or the fake Star Wars, uh, the Marvel, it's nothing but women. Yeah. And uh, the, I just saw the Han Solo movie, a uh, whole bunch of women, strong women in the roles. Then the next Avengers movie, yeah. uh, the Avengers are in trouble. Who do they call on? A woman. Female Captain Marvel. Same <laughs> today. You know, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a female James Bond. I heard also. Man. Oh man, it, it's, it's getting crazy. <laughs> so, so what do you think that that agenda is? Do you think that they're just trying to? Uh, like I'm still doubt? trying to figure that out. What's with this women stuff? Because it's not as if they haven't tried to empower women before, but now they're trying to have them take the roles of men. Yeah, that's and it's, it's like confusing. Little and men. Yeah. And it seems like so, the men that they're lifting up are kind of feminine, and and so I, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's crazy, but you know we're gonna. Uh, I keep analyzing it and seeing where they're trying to go with this, but to me it's a bunch of stupidness because you look at the Star Wars, you got the female lead, and that last Star Wars, which is a horrible movie, by the way, <laughs> heavy leader in the movie was a female. Yeah, <laughs> but and, and it seems forced. It seems like they're trying to force, like you know, let let Star Wars be Star Wars, let let Marvel be Marvel. But they're trying to like basically force these things in. Yeah, it's like the that's why they brought out the uh, Wonder Woman movie yeah. to emphasize the woman. But you know that that's fine because that was a slick way of doing it because. Wonder Woman, you know, that was the main character, popular character for a long time. Yeah. And they had a female 
direct that movie. Just like with the Black Panther, they just happen to have a black guy direct that movie to make it seem more authentic. It's all it's all this cultural diversity stuff for some odd reason they're trying to uh, promote. Yeah. But yeah. who gets left out of this diversity? You know who, black Americans. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Man, I, I appreciate your time so much, man, Alquan. And you, you gave so much information. I, what I, what, 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 how can people reach out to you? How can people uh, donate to you? Can you give all that information? Yeah, people can donate to me. Uh, I prefer Google Pay. That's a, a, a headache-free uh, way to donate. Okay. And you can do that at alquanspeaks at gmail.com. And that's okay. also how you can contact me as well, alquanspeaks at gmail.com. Okay. And also you can find me on uh, Alquan on YouTube, Twitter, and uh, let's see other one, Facebook, even though I hardly use them like that, but you can find me on those. <laughs> <laughs> and I come on TRS from time to time too, but I see they're starting to minimize my uh, output. I like I think we've gone to other agendas. So. <laughs> but at least they still they still got you there. At least they still got you there. <laughs> but thank you so and, much. And man. you, what you could do also, you can um put this information on uh, my latest video on my channel too, if you want to, so other people can uh find you as well. Okay, man. All right. Thank you so much, man. All right. Thank. There you have it. There you have it. I hate average podcast. That was. A conversation with Alquan for Alquan Speaks. Definitely check him out on YouTube. This guy is he's hilarious, but he's also informative. You guys are gonna love it. Very, very great, valuable content that he provides for us and our community and our culture. Also, continue to support us. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube. Go on all those platforms, check us out. Continue to support us. Write a review. Let us know what you're thinking. You can also email us, show at averagej.com. Once again, show at averagej.com. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know who you want to get on the show, who you want to hear again on the show. We need to let just give us some feedback, all right? Of course, you can go on our merch site, constructiverandomness.com. Once again, constructiverandomness.com get some merch they also have some other things besides just the podcast merch so very very cool website pick up some different things the holidays are coming check that out go on social media i hate average podcast on instagram and good old jason on twitter check us out see what's going on and we got some interesting things coming up i'm really really excited about the next couple of weeks and i'm excited about the new year some cool things happening. I'm excited about it, and uh, I'm glad I'm talking to you guys. Thank you for your continued support. I'll talk to you guys next week.